What up, fam? We got episode 12 of the Off the Waitlist podcast. I get to talk to the very lovely, very sweet Ali Stakos. Uh, really excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Uh, it was my first in person interview that I did. So that was fun. Unfortunately, we only had one mic, so uh, I wanted you guys to be able to hear her voice. Uh, I thought the the recording was going to be good. Unfortunately, you can barely hear me, but you know what? Here we are. We're doing it. But she gives a lot of great insight, uh, a lot of nuggets, um, a lot of fresh perspectives. So without further ado, here we go. Off the wait list, episode 12 with Ali Stakos. <laughs> Got everything Phone's on, on silent. Phone's on silent. Not that, I mean, it'd be kind of fun to, like, pick up a phone Take call. Take a caller? Yeah, like, put them on speakerphone. Oh my gosh. Let's see what they say. <laughs> they don't know, they're on a podcast. For legal reasons, you're being recorded. <laughs> yes, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um... Cool. Um, Covered in dog Sunday. Hair. What day is it today? The 21st. Okay, we're mm-hmm. recording this on November 21st, Sunday. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. No. One minute story. Okay. One minute life story. Okay. We got to do it. Okay. Um, and you can share whatever you feel like sharing. And okay. This is, this is the first in-person podcast that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't need to flash. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't need to flash you, which sounds really bad. I mean, but I don't need also, to give you but a yes, signal. not necessary. Yes, I don't need yeah. to give you a signal for when your time's almost up. Yeah. Because you get to just see. I can just see. Right I here. can watch it tap, yeah. tick down. All right. Okay. 60 second life story. Three, yeah. two, one, go. All right. Uh, my name is Alexander Stakos. I go by Ali. I'm 100% Greek. My life is literally my big fat Greek wedding, the movie, <laughs> in the best way. Um, went to Washington State University for college, met all of my best friends there, met my fiance there uh, three weeks after graduation, got a job in corporate America. Um, about a month in, realized, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine... Um, waking up at 5 a.m. and going to work and coming home when the sun is down for the next 40, 50 years of my life. And so that's when I decided to start getting some hobbies like fitness and some other things that I may not be so good at, but I still love them anyways. Um, And now I'm working at Studio 3. Um, Honestly, just loving life, (laughs) loving the people in my life. And Sorry. I got five seconds left, and I got no idea what to say except no. "Mo, you good?" And <laughs> sixty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> I just took a sip of something carbonated, and it like swelled up in my throat. And I tried so long to hold it. You up. you did a really good job. Uh, sorry about that. Um, okay. I got everything I needed to say. <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, it was really like good timing. Um, <laughs> What you mentioned hobbies that you weren't sure if you were good at. Yeah. Like what kind of hobbies? Oh, I mean, like I love to to draw. Like you know how you used to mm. you know doodling on your notebooks, but a little bit less impromptu. Like right. I love to draw. Um, I love to sing in the car by myself. I'm not very good at it. Um, I like to write. I don't know. I just think I like doing things just for the sake of doing them because I enjoy them, not necessarily because I'm 
like wanting them. to create yes, something. Yes, yes. I'm not. I'm not going to make yeah. a lucrative career right. out of doodling, but it it's quite fun. It's very therapeutic. That's fair. I think. I think that's a good point. I think we should do more stuff like that to out of pure enjoyment. Yeah. Versus always thinking of like, how can I monetize this? Yeah. Or how can I push this as content or coming from that scope? Because I think that's where a lot of society is going to with social media, TikTok, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Meta now. Um, I think that's just like where the world's going to. Mm-hmm. And so to do shit out of just pure enjoyment for yourself, I think that's really, really admirable. Yeah. I definitely leaned into it more with COVID because I was like, you know, I'm especially at the beginning stuck at home. I had very little to do besides work. And I was like, listen, I'm either going to watch Netflix until 2 a.m. every single day or I'm going to. Find, find some other things to fill the copious amounts of time that we have. Yeah. I was taking like four showers a day, literally because I was bored. I was like, well, might as well go take a nice hot shower. I love showers. <laughs> I do too. But yeah. when it's your second one of the day at 10 a.m. And yeah. you're like, I'm literally not doing anything. That's... I was like, okay, so let's put it that way. Showering is important, but it's no longer a hobby yeah. of mine. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what Do you have any favorite things to draw do you always have like a go-to thing that you um, constantly draw i think i always kind of default to flowers um like all, any type of flowers uh yeah just very simple like line drawing bushels of flowers mm-hmm. you know the ones that are like all over pinterest i have like a tattoo of them on my ribs i just love simple line drawings of little bouquets of flowers mm-hmm. um and because you can't really go wrong like it's kind of it's very much about That's the true. imperfections it's not like yeah, yeah. you know architecture drawings where right it, it looks real janky yeah. if if you're not doing it right. If a window is yeah. off center, off yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a really that's a really good one. I'm a terrible doodler. Like not even I wouldn't even say artist, but even just doodling. In my head, I can kind of figure out what it should feel like, but transferring it from my brain to my hand mm-hmm. to paper something goes like something short circuits oh i mean from there that i mean that falls into the the uh bucket of hobbies that i'm not that good at but i still enjoy it i I mean mean, i get it's it gets a little frustrating if you're like i know what i want to draw why doesn't this look like an elephant yeah but yeah (laughs) if you told me to draw a horse it would look like some weird yeah anyway i i get you Uh, i get you it is not good not good um Speaking of COVID, how mm-hmm. has the past like almost two years been? What what's uh, I know obviously you said you dove into some new hobbies like drawing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, mentally, physically, spiritually, how's how's how the past like year and a half, two years been? Uh, beginning of COVID was super tough for me. Um, at that time, I was living in a mother-in-law apartment, so it was like we were in the basement of a house, so very little sunlight. Um, and I was terrified to go outside. I was terrified to even like go out for a walk in the neighborhood because what if I passed people and I didn't want to seem rude crossing to the other side of the street. So I definitely got, you know, the, the dark and twisties, the sad and scaries at the beginning. And then, um, further into it, I started, you know, leaning into some of my hobbies. I was like, okay, let's, 
let's cut it out. This is a chance you can either like grow, you have the time to lean into stuff. You're not busy with every single social event that you can ever imagine. Um, and so I actually, I became a personal trainer during COVID. Um, I mean, there's That's no so better, cool. no better time to study than when you literally That's can't do anything so else. True. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, not to sound insensitive to the, the rest of the world, but COVID has not treated me very poorly. I think I'm, I mean, not that we're out of it yet, but from the beginning of 2020 to now, um, rescued a dog, got engaged, became a personal trainer, started started training people, group fitness and personal training. And like, have literally the glow up. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I just, I think I really needed that force function to like stop and focus on the things that were important and be able mm-hmm. to put the things that were taking up a lot of my time that I didn't necessarily need to be doing to the back burner. Yeah, I think you're not the first person that I've talked to that has said the past year and a half has been really a big growth year for yeah. me. A lot, a lot of good has happened in the past year and a half. So I think, I think A, if you're listening to this podcast or if you happen to be a guest of mine on this podcast, we're, we're pretty privileged in the sense that we, we have a lot going for us in the sense of we have a stable job, mm-hmm. we have you know clothes on our back, food on our table, loving, supporting support system. We have a lot of that. Yeah, like those things definitely enabled me to have the pandemic experience that I had, if yeah, you will. Hundred percent. It's yeah. it's a little different for you know if you're struggling with health and you know finances and and things like that. That can be. That can be really stressful, you know. I was for me, I was on the unemployment mm-hmm. thing for so long, which, which was crazy. That how much I, I don't I don't even know if I, I should be talking about this, but, but how much they were giving us, it felt absurd. Oh, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, it was insane. Which I mean, considering Seattle is not a cheap city, like I'm so grateful that everyone had that because otherwise who who knows where you would have been at this point yeah. like living in seattle is expensive totally. grocery shopping in seattle parking in seattle is yeah unfortunately so expensive yeah, it's... um but all of those things add up and if you don't have a steady source of income like yeah you're gonna have to make sacrifices For and sure. it's definitely going to affect how you live your life for sure um you mentioned your life's like the big fat greek wedding mm-hmm. um <laughs> were you born here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My parents were born. My dad was born in Greece. My mom was born in um, Washington, D.C. area, but then moved to Greece when she was like six months old, I think. Oh, so, so my parents both grew up with their childhood in, in Greece. In Greece. Yeah. It sounds like it's obvious to say that it's been a big influential oh, yeah. thing in your life growing yeah. up. What was it like growing up in a in a fully in a very Greek like household. Greek Orthodox. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say the, the values of like the Greek Orthodox church were something that my parents really instilled in us, which was not so much like read your Bible every night, go to church every Sunday. It was more just like be a good person, mm-hmm. like 
treat people with love and respect. Like my mom was very big growing up of saying like, there's always more love out there. Like you can always make more love when you need it. You don't have to, to hoard it. You don't have to be very um, particular about who you give it out to, which is you know very much how I live my life. Like I, sure. I tell everyone I love them and I shot it from the mountaintops if I feel that way. If you haven't um, met Allie, this is 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my, I have 19 first cousins. Like I've got a very big family. Damn. Oh yeah. Um, and, and Marie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that'd be a real fun yeah. Christmas. Um, but yeah, just like family is super important to us and like spending time with people super important to us. Um, I always joke with my friends because this is a very European thing that Americans don't really do, but like friend errands, like in, in Europe, a lot of times it's like, Oh, I'm going to the grocery store. Do you want to come with? Not, mm. not, do you need anything? Do you just, do you want to come with? Oh, I have to go to the post office. Do you want to come with? It's kind of just like that platonic hanging out together, even yeah. if you're not doing anything fun, which I feel like, and maybe this is also more of our generation, but it's like, oh, do you want to go out and do something specific? Do you want to go grab a drink? Do you want to go to a game? It's right. not like, hey, do you want to come over? Because I just need to like grocery shop and everything's better when you're, yeah. when you're not alone. Yeah. Um, now, there's obviously the downsides to that, like being in my own head and being by myself during COVID at the beginning was really tough because I was, I love being around people. Yeah. But, um, that was really big. And then, yeah, honestly, just also we're very loud, very outspoken, but I mean, if people don't like it about me, that's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not, I think generally people do like it about you. Um, Yeah. You can't please everyone, but I think I've also just like come to terms with that. So did you ever, like, battle yourself being, like, so great? Because for me, being so Asian was kind of de- a deterrent for me. I was kind of ashamed of it growing up. But for you, did you fully embrace it? Was it even anything that you thought mm-hmm. about growing up? Like I think for me, it, I it was almost like my I had this dichotomy in my life. So, like... I had my my Greek family. I was in Greek school and Greek dance and I had my church friends and we did that stuff together. And then completely separately, I had my American friends. Mm. And I never really merged the two. Like I remember our our church um, is in uh, Montlake and we do a big Greek festival every year. And I was like nervous about seeing people that I knew from school at the Greek festival while Mm. I was up there Greek dancing. and, And I think, but it was more so for me like, Hold up, you Kid, Greek dance? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, like, kids are mean. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, like kids are mean. For they sure. judge. Like, they, they've got their stereotypes, yeah. and wherever they get them from, they, they really hold Anything fast to them. that looks silly or is different. Yes, yeah. or is something they don't understand. So right. I think for me, it, it wasn't necessarily, like, a deterrent, but I wasn't as outspoken about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm very much you know, in high school, even in college, like, we care so much about what other people True. think and trying to be cool but also seem like oh I don't need to be cool like I'm who I am and that's fine but like even that is like I want to put on I wanted to put on the front that that like to put that front out and now I'm like respectfully I literally do not care um so now I I definitely blend it all together like my friends come to Greek Easter um I speak it's like Gringlish like Spanglish Mm -hmm. like I I filter in those things now and then and my friends know what they mean and they laugh at me but Um, in a loving way. Um, but I definitely, yeah, growing up as a kid, I, I don't think I was so much ashamed of it as I just 
I put that wall, like that boundary up. Yeah. And I, and I really, yes, I really broke the two apart. Mm. Like my Greek friends did not meet my American friends and vice versa. Fascinating. Yeah. And it, yeah. I don't, and I don't really know why, like, I'm sure I had a reason when I was in middle school, but looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know why I was so worried about that. Well, cause like, like you said, kids are, that, yeah. Kids are dicks. Like, they're, they're just mean. They're mean. Yeah, they're just mean. <laughs> Even kids now. I'm like, yeah. oh, those are high schoolers. I'm not going near them. That is yeah. scary. And look, like, fifth, fourth and fifth graders are even worse. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, no filter. No filter. Like. And creative with yeah, the dissing. <laughs> just, like, brutal. Uh, yeah, so I totally get that. For, for me, it was, I always felt weird bringing Korean food to school for my lunches and, you know, like, the smell of kimchi is very strong. Yeah, that's and, that's true. And so, you know, people weren't used to that type of smell coming from food. And so anytime I would just avoid talking about Korean culture because I was, like, trying to fit in. Yeah, yeah. Um... Did you, so growing up in that background and then going into your formative years in like middle school and high mm-hmm. school, uh, and then going into college, did, were you very active? What were some of your hobbies going into that part of your life? Um, so I was a band kid in middle school and you and I have talked about like <laughs> this before and I started thinking more about it. So in, in middle school... Fun fact, um, no one called me Allie. No one called me Alexandra. There were three Allisons in my class that went by Allie. And my teacher was like, can we just call you Alex? Because there's too many Allies and like your name's Alexandra. And me being the little people pleaser that I was, not wanting to, you know, cause any issues. I was like, sure, you can change my name. So there's... What would you say now? Like, no, nah, I'd, I'd be like, um, no, that's I'm not Allie my name. one. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But so literally, like, it was such a stark difference who I am now to who I was in middle school. Like, Mm. uh, literally, I had a different name. Yeah. So (laughs) I like my name was Alex and I was an advanced band. And then I joined uh, I did volleyball and track in middle school. But you you can only do so many after school sports. And, you know, in middle school, it's kind of like everyone gets a participation trophy. Like there's not like JV and varsity and things like that. And then in eighth grade my band teacher was like you can't you can't give 100 percent to both things and you're not going to half-ass both things so you have to pick one or the other and i was super torn about it because i was wow. good i was good at band gutsy of that right band teacher he he yeah sometimes i look back and i'm like did they know that their staff were talking to yeah. to like, 11 year olds all, like I this i do both if i want i'm learning what i want to do yeah um, yeah, he was scary. So <laughs> he was scary and I was afraid of authority. Um, so anyways, I like went to my sister cause she had gone through the same thing mm. and she was like, Oh, I think you should choose sports. Like I just trust me on this going into high school. You like people, you like hanging out with people. She's like, also you need to get out of your comfort zone. And, um, Band, band is great. Nothing against band kids, but like the time you spend in the room with them, your your mouth is on an instrument. You're not actually True. talking to anyone. She was like, "Go play some sports. Wow. Go do it." Teddy, she's brilliant. Well, fifteen year old Teddy, Come, wiser than most. Coming through, Teddy. What's yeah. up, Teddy? If you're listening to this, I'll make her. Um, <laughs> that's so interesting. Did what was your relationship with your sister like? 
Um, I mean, we're a year and a half apart and she's the older one. And we definitely, just like any uh, typical movie, got on each other's nerves a lot, fought like crazy over stupid stuff. Especially like, when you're so close. Oh, yeah. Age. Like, like we, I remember we had a bathroom and we had one sink in the bathroom. It wasn't like a double sink vanity. Mm-hmm. And it would be like... Oh, she had like War III. literally brush like who gets to spit first when brushing their teeth was World War Three just just because uh, so we definitely pushed each other's buttons and got on each other's nerves but looking back and Ted if you're listening to this double I'm sorry I literally uh, I copied her so much in of my course, life yeah. like same same sports same same college same major same sorority like I even when we were literally ripping each other's hair out not literally figuratively but right when we were like (laughs) getting at each other's throats she's always been my role model i mean i'm the younger sister what do you expect um and then she's kind of the person that was like just be your own person don't apologize stop trying to please everyone else she's like just just be you and be confident in it and you'll be so much happier because i used to be so worried about what people Mm. thought of me i used to be so worried I mean, granted, I had social anxiety and I didn't know it until I was diagnosed with actual anxiety. And they were like, no, that's not how you're feeling is not your brain's normal way of working. Uh, But yeah, it was just like, I was so worried about what people thought. I'm sure it was hard to talk to your parents about. Was it Teddy who you kind of went to to talk to about this kind of stuff about? Like, what you want to pursue? Like, oh, I don't know whether to stick with band or do sports. Um, or was it, like, your friends that you went to? Or... I, I, bef- like, before I can imagine, I... like, Teddy just, like, intervening and just being like, no, this is what you need to do. I mean, I, I went to her because she had been in the exact same situation. And so I wanted to get it from her. And I think also kids in general, like, when you're, when you're 12, 13, 14, you're not going to your parents asking them for advice. They give you advice and you're like, you don't understand. Yeah. You don't know me. And now I'm like, you don't listen to your mother, child. (laughs) Uh, But no, I went to Teddy. I will say before I joined the sports team, I didn't really have friends. I mean, I had friends. I had acquaintances, but like I was the kid that read books in the library during lunch and during recess like or I like wasn't in between classes yeah <laughs> yes no like I was the person like I would just go to class early and be like working on my homework or when they're like oh yeah okay free time use the rest of the 20 minutes to get ahead on your homework and everyone else is like why? like like why and they're just you know passing notes doodling and I'm like actually doing my homework um things never change I think yeah <laughs> yeah I'm still that way yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up, and I think, like, team sports, mm. and then also, just not being so afraid of mean middle schoolers, really helped me. Yeah, branch I'm, out a little bit. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of kids playing sports. Yeah, or just any type of group or activity. Any activity. Yeah, where it, it involves a team specifically. Mm-hmm. I think team building and being a teammate, good, being a good teammate being learning when to follow learning when to lead all that stuff is so important especially as you grow up and you know you're part of a a workforce of a team Mm -hmm. and what it means to whether you're learning how to manage or you know you're doing the grunt work or 
you know, it's, it's, you're still part of a team and you still have to understand how a team works. Yeah. And I think it just, it plays into this bigger idea of like, the world is so much bigger than you. Yeah. And like, there are so many more important things in the world. Like we are all so minuscule in the grand scheme of things. That doesn't mean that you don't matter Mm -hmm. and you're not important, but like, it's a little bit of a humbling fact of like, this is bigger than me. Right. And whether that's, you know, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be on the bench because the other player in my position is better. And our team needs to win versus I want to play. Like even it can be something that small versus like, you know, not to get political, but like going out and voting. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's so much bigger than you, but your vote matters. Like it's, you're part of a team, you're part of a group and you got to fit in the cog for the team to work at its optimal. Yeah. You're part of the puzzle. The team can always kind of work, but Mm -hmm. is it working optimally? Yeah. Um, you mentioned you were diagnosed with anxiety. Mm -hmm. When was this? So this was actually, I finally, um, a couple of my friends had uh, told me like, hey, I think you have like generalized anxiety disorder, not just that you're anxious a lot. And I was like, no, no, everyone feels that way. And they're like, okay, so how are you feeling? And I was, I started to kind anxious. of, I started like describing it to them and giving some, some examples. And my friend Hannah, who's just the sweetest, she was like, honey, I don't know how to tell you this. That's not normal. <laughs> like how you're feeling is first off, you don't need to feel that way mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have to go through life feeling that way every day. Um, and she was the one that really pushed me to just go to the doctor and talk to someone, talk to someone about it. And this was um, less than a year ago. I actually went on anxiety wow. medicine. So I, I lived a very, very long time just thinking like, well, this, this is, is just how it is. Like, I'm just a worry ward. I'm just nervous about everything. That's just, that's just how I am. It's, I'm just uh, an insecure person in what I'm doing. And that's why I'm nervous. Not so much like, no, your your brain is literally not making you trust your own judgment and right. telling you dumb stuff like, you're not good enough. You're not going to make mm-hmm. it. They think you're weird. That was a dumb thing to say. Um, just things like that. But that's, I, I would shout it from the mountaintops now. Like if you th- ever think you need to go to the doctor to talk about, medical stuff but also just like your thoughts it's i i wish i'd done it sooner basically i wish i'd done it sooner and i wish someone had pushed me to do it sooner because right. i don't know if it's something i ever would have done on my own i would have been like grin and bear it right just rub some dirt in it and keep going well you know to be fair how old are you 26 almost 27 yeah you that's you got it pretty young yeah relatively speaking there's definitely people uh, out there who to this day don't know mm-hmm. like what, what they're dealing with and, mm-hmm. especially and, if you've had it your whole life right. like you don't know any different exactly. you don't know that it can feel any different exactly yeah. and that's why these stories are so important because mm-hmm. um, it lets people know that they're they're not alone in how they're feeling yeah. and also just when when they hear someone else go through what they've been through, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm feel I feel this way too all the time. Mm-hmm. And if reaching out to someone, getting help from someone help them, maybe can help me too. So Yeah. And I think I say it I say it in class and I think it, it works for, you know, the final three minutes of a really hard workout, but it's also true for, for everything else in life. Like your your brain is such a, a powerful thing. Your brain tells your body what to do and how to feel. If you're in your head thinking, 
this sucks. I can't do this next rep. I can't row that next hundred meters. Like I can't do it. Your, your brain is telling your body what to think and you're going to feel that way. True. And if you, if you rewire your thinking and you're like, I can do this, like your brain is so powerful. Your thoughts have power. They, they impact you know, mind, body, soul, everything about you. And I think, yes, that's true for working out, but that's very much how I think about the rest of my life now. Like my thoughts have power, my outlook and the way that I approach things makes a huge difference. Mm. And, you know, whether that's because the chemicals in my brain are a little bit more balanced now and I can, I can see that. I don't know if, like, I don't know if everyone else always thought about that as a kid and I just didn't get it or if that's something I had to learn on my own. But, um, those, it it, it those, sounds a little woo-woo, like witchy-woo-woo, yeah. but I think your your mind is literally one of the most powerful tools, and I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit for that. For sure. That is something that you have to be open to receiving. Yes, very much so. It's all, almost like self-manifesting. Yeah. yeah. Like you hear terms like manifestation, vibrations, energy, mm-hmm. those words... And if you're not open to it, you're not going to believe it. Yeah. Like it has, there has to be an acceptance to the understanding. And I'm totally with you of your thoughts become things mm-hmm. and you can absolutely, you know, it's, it's just the time is what is in question. Yeah. But if you want something and you keep thinking about it and you keep working at it, it's going to come, maybe not in the time you think it wants to come, yeah. but it's going to come. Yeah. And maybe it's not when you want it, but it could be when you need it. Yes. And I think it's, there's, there's also kind of this like power to it of mm-hmm. control. Like you really do have so much control of your life. Mm-hmm. And as someone that, you know, used to have anxiety or I mean, still have anxiety, but I used to battle with it so much worse. And, um, I used to think like I didn't have a lot of control of my life and the things around me. And it's like, no, you don't have control of the things that happen to you, but you have control of how you react to them, how you move forward, how you let it, how you let it impact you. And I think just in the past really year, I've shifted my mindset a lot to being more, I have control of the things I have control of Mm -hmm. and the things that I don't, I just need to let them go. Shit, shit we learned in kindergarten. Yeah, shit you learned in kindergarten <laughs> that you were like, uh-huh, sure, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's there, other people might have other ways of getting through it and that work better for them, but that's really what what's helped me a lot yeah. with, with every, every piece of my life. Because there's more than one way to say things, right? Yeah. So the, the people who are motivational speakers or life coaches or um you know sales wizards mm-hmm. they're they're all preaching the same thing but they they just say it differently yeah so it connects with a different audience mm-hmm. so the power of manifestation and thinking about it and willing it and speaking it into existence to another person it's like yo you got to grind for what you want and work super mm-hmm. hard you're it's essentially the same same, yeah. same concept, same idea. Yeah. It's just about like your focus and your intention behind what you do and how you decide to receive whatever it is that someone else is selling you, you know? Yeah. Um, what, so going into college and which was not that long ago for you, mm-hmm. you went to Wazoo, yeah. right? Nine, um, year, nine years ago. What, 
move. Did you stop playing sports after yeah. high school? Yeah. Um, I stopped playing sports right before my senior year of high school. Um, I knew that I wasn't good enough to play collegiate sports and I didn't love the sport enough that I wanted to put the effort in to be good to enough to play example, collegiate yeah. sports. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that time back. I'm going to focus on focus on other things. Um, what sports did you play? I played volleyball and then I threw in track. I know this now. Yes, you know this now. But for our listeners who don't know this, <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love when you say, I threw in track. I threw, <laughs> I threw discus and javelin and then I did like the 4x100 and the 4x200, but... Wow. Two completely um, different events. Yeah. And disciplines. Yeah. But I, I always was on a, a relay team. I never did the solo run. Um, relays but, are the best. Yeah. I love relays. Part of a team. Yep. Part, Part of a team. team. Yeah. I Part was always the anchor. Oh wow! It was it was the uh, <laughs> wow. I would think it was the social pressure yeah. that was like you can't be last if you're not last to start. Like you well, can't start in second when you get that baton and finish last. <laughs> you better run! Oh my gosh! So you went, you went from band person, uh huh? Because I hate the term like band nerd. Yeah. Bandy. I mean, I was an advanced band and I played trumpet with braces, so That's you know geeky. I. But I, d- I definitely fit a certain freaks and geeks stereotype. Yeah. To be fair, I was in choir and jazz choir and did. And look at you! Now that. you're on the Barry's microphone um, for karaoke yeah. Friday. So, so uh, you went from band enthusiast, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Advanced band. Oh yeah. I didn't know there was an advanced band. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> um, but then going into <laughs> leading an anchor on a track and field relay sounds like in a relatively short span. Yeah. I mean, it was always like an athletic kid. I was always yeah. very active. I was going to say, there yeah. always had to be. Yeah. So I, I was, there. I was super active and my parents are both very active. My sister is. So I think it's a little bit of genetics, a little mm-hmm. bit of like, we, you think, you think Teddy saw you on the playground playing tag and, and she was like, <laughs> Oh, we got to get that girl on a track. No, because I guarantee you, I never was on the playground playing tag. <laughs> I think she was more like, we need to get this girl out yeah. of the library. Yeah. Listen, Allie. <laughs> listen, Allie. You Al. need to help Mrs. Johnson with the chalkboard, all right? Literally. She's like, listen, you don't need to read a Chamber of Secrets for the sixth time. Go play tetherball like the rest of the kids. Okay, that's fair. No. Wow. She, yeah. But there was always that kind of sleeping dragon yeah within you yeah because obviously you're a great athlete yeah i would say i'm uh, the hand-eye coordination not really there so when it comes to like basketball football catching yeah not my jam but um just solo movement love it um i think i and i've told you this before i literally didn't think that i was an athletic person because I was, no, I was always very middle of the pack with sports. I was never like the best on the team. I was never the worst, but just kind of like snuck on in there, middle of the team, like third or fourth place, not in the top three, not in the bottom three. Yeah. Um, but so I just kind of assumed like, okay, you're not a very athletic person. I didn't realize that fitness and movement and being like athleticism isn't Fair. just, isn't just about your, being best yeah, being, being the best and like how you place against your peers. Yeah, that's important if, you're trying to, you know, get a scholarship to go to college to play sports. But um, I think, like, that deterred me a lot when I was a kid from 
even trying really hard at new sports. I remember I, I tried out for the basketball team in seventh grade just because one of my friends wanted to do it and they were super nervous. Did not make it past the first day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, they were, they were like, they were like, you've, you literally don't know how to dribble. Sorry, this is not for you. And I was like, that's fair, but I yeah. gave it a shot. Yeah, exactly. I'm just here with my homies. So. I was like, honestly, I'm just here to be a, yeah. like a mood booster because they're not the worst yeah. out here. Cause I am uh, literally, I think I, I think I had literally like dribbled a basketball three times and I was like, I'll go out for the seventh grade basketball oh team. Sure. It goes back to that whole European. Hey, you want to go to the store? Literally. Team? I was like, I'll, oh, su yeah. I'll support you in this. I don't yeah, even remember who, also like, team? I don't yeah. remember who the friend was. It wasn't like oh, a best friend. God. Like, I think it was just someone. And I was like, I'm a nice person. Sure, I'll do this with you. <laughs> I can imagine seventh grade Allie just walking up to someone who's looking. Put sad. put my trumpet case down yeah. by the band like, door. Hey, I don't know your name, but are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm really nervous about trying out for the basketball team. I'll, I'll go try with out. you. Hang on, I'll try. I'll out go with, with you. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. I'm together. really shitty, but I'll do it yeah. with you. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think, I think some. A lot of things definitely don't change. I think you're still yeah. that way. I, Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really important for everyone to realize that with sports in particular, you, you bring up a really good point. And with fitness in general, too. Like, you don't have to be the best to do it. Mm -hmm. And we live in a society where it's like, listen, you have to be the best, mm -hmm. you know. And there's definitely, it's admirable to like want to improve. Yeah. Yes. But I think there's a difference between wanting to improve because you want to do it for yourself versus mm. wanting to improve so that you can be better than a person right. or that you can be known as the best or that you can, you know, get more followers and build out an Instagram account right. specifically for that. Things like that. Um, you know, get YouTube subscribers. I don't have YouTube, but yeah. don't know what I would talk about. <laughs> I think I have like... <laughs> 14 subscribers on my YouTube. So. I don't have a YouTube account, yeah. but I'll make one when yeah, I go home yeah. and you'll have 15. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, wow, we've already covered a lot. Yeah. Um, let's just kind of... Well, here. Question time? Yeah. We, we definitely went over what you were like as a kid growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, was there anything you wanted to be specifically growing up? Mm-hmm. It changed every year. I wanted to be a dolphin trainer until uh, I found out. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. Until uh, I found out I'm terrified of the ocean. Um, and Ooh. then <laughs> it's so scary. There's so many unknowns down there. It's true. Um, let me see. Yeah, I. Well, let's unpack that first. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there, there had to have been an awkward point where you're like, "Oh, this is not what I want to do." Oh yeah. Um, we, in Greece, the water is crystal clear. You can see 30, 40 feet down. You can see all the little little octopi blooping around in the water, you know, mm -hmm. swimming. But yeah. That's some ASMR for this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, but I remember we would, everyone would like jump off the boat and they would wear their snorkel gear, but they would go dive down into the very bottom. And I would get like five feet down and I immediately I would freeze up. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like this is way too far down. Um, and that happened pretty often. Like every time I was in the water, I was like, I need to be near the surface. I can't, I can't go deep down in there. Um, even like swimming in lakes, I grew up in Sammamish. So you have a lot of bigger, bigger lakes. True. Hated the idea of not being able to see below me, which 
I think they've discovered like 5% of the ocean right now. Yeah. So there's a lot of unknowns. For sure. Lurking in the dark. And that just really freaks me out, man. Well, you know, okay, we've gone over why you don't... What started... Why were you like, I want to be a dolphin trainer? Oh, because we uh, grew up in San Diego and there was a sea world near there. And this was before sea spiracy <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, um, social awareness came about. But... Uh, Every every year, it was like family brunch at SeaWorld next to the dolphin I see. ring. So it so, was very much this like enclosed vision yes. of what a dolphin trainer Oh, yes. It, <laughs> yeah. Literally, a dolphin trainer was like the person at SeaWorld that's like booping them on the nose and yeah. feeding them minnows. That's what I'm I was like, that looks like fun. That is not. That is not a real a career. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, I mean, more more realistic than saying I wanted to be a princess, but uh, about as likely. Mm. Mm. Anything to else? happen? Any big um, aspirations for young Alex? Um, oh, I I wanted to uh, open a bakery for a while. I loved baking, which is ironic because if you ask any of my friends, I can't follow a recipe for shit. Which is baking? It's like yeah. science, and you for know, sure. um, I, I eyeball what, everything. What do you mean you can't follow a recipe? Um, I, I measure with my heart, I not see. with not with a, a measuring so you cup. Go rogue. I go full rogue. rogue, and a lot of the time, like <laughs> cooking works out really well. I'm really great at cooking. Yeah, baking. You, you can't really go there's rogue. There's a reason why. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> there's a reason why people are literally like food scientists. Right. Um. Yeah, so, but my dad always tells me, like, never give up on the cupcake dream. Like, if you ever want to retire and open up a bakery, we'll support you. Go, Dad. Oh, maybe, yeah. Maybe your dad's just like, keep making me these cupcakes. 100%. <laughs> my, and my mom used to be like, if you're going to make those cupcakes, you got to take them to school because we're going to eat them all. Yeah, just just, just keep trying, honey. Just keep trying <laughs> yeah. with this, this cupcake thing. Because we get cupcakes every week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Was cupcake your go-to thing that you would yeah. make? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of cupcake? Mm, carrot. Carrot cupcake. Ooh. Carrot cake. I make a, a slapping carrot cake. Mm. I'll bring you some next time. It's like, wow. How come we've never experienced it? Have we? Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, when I first started in the fitness industry, I didn't know if it was okay to bring, you know, baked goods to, to people that can. Now, now, obviously, we're all right. friends, and I know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you and I just eat there, some, we eat, is, we eat gummy bears when we need energy that, that before class. That, that's that's a good point. Because this was my this was my first like fitness industry yeah. job, so I didn't know if there was a stigma around like no, you have to be gluten free, dairy free, refined sugar free. Right. Like there certainly are environments like that. Yeah, like I'm very grateful that this right. one isn't as um like r- rigid. Right. I think Seattle in general's yeah that way very much. So we're very accepting. Yes. And uh, there's certainly a time and a place to be disciplined and. Um... We're accepting of gender fluidity and gluten. Yeah, that's sure. our that's our new city slogan. Um, for sure, <laughs> um, almost to the point where we're confused. Um, okay, going to fitness. Okay. Let's go into it. Uh, what was your first experience in group fitness specifically, and and your own personal? fitness so obviously mm-hmm. you played sports growing up there was practices you got sweaty you would yeah. run probably um i started lifting weights in high school a little bit but really in college mm-hmm. um and i had a core group of friends and you know when you're in college you 
Was like, it one of those European things where it was like, hey, I'm going to the gym, want to come with uh, It was more so an accountability thing. We're like, oh, we're going to the gym at 6.45 a.m. and we're all roommates, so we are going to go together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and who, who was it? Hannah. Yes. Hannah, who goes here. Um, and then my friend Tony, who lives in Yakima, and she's... Um, She's still like really into fitness. Like we talk once a week about fitness. We make, I help her with programs, with form. Um, she's awesome. But us three and then, and some other friends would, would come as well. But my, and even on vacation, like Teddy and I, whenever we're in Hawaii or Greece, we have a very, a very uh, strict vacation schedule of you wake up, we're in the sun by 9am. Gotta, gotta get that tan time. Got to get that relaxation. Um, finish up in the sun around 3, 3.30. We go back. We put our gym clothes on. We do a quick workout. Come home. Shower. Nap. And then you wake up at 7 p.m. And then you go out for dinner. Wow, that's amazing. And, it's, and it's, it's lovely. And it's not like we work out because vacation. We can't miss a workout. It's more so like exercise is our me time. Um, Teddy and I are both very similar of like, we have a lot of energy that we need to get out. And if it gets pent up, we are grumpy. Oh, that's like, like I'm grumpy if I don't work out. So I have a couple bones to pick with the schedule. Okay, go (laughs) ahead. It's not for everyone. I do enjoy, I'm, I will say the getting out to the beach at 9am sounds great. Yes. Because you're probably like, you get first pick in the li- like, there's probably, That's why. That's yeah, why. Because you, you, you get first pick, it's the chair. You got to find four chairs yes. that are near an umbrella, but they're not obstructed by the sun if you don't want them to be. Mm-hmm. You're far enough away from the pool that you're not getting splashed by the children, right. but you're close enough to the bar that you can get a little Mai Tai when you See, want. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, if I get there at 9 a.m., post up basically, mm-hmm. and you said, we're basically there until 2 or 2.30, and mm-hmm. then we go back to go work out. Mm-hmm. For me, I guess... The sun, the sun's too hot a lot of places at 3 o'clock. The, the like, sun, that's when you, it, that's it when you that's, that midday. Especially, like, Hawaii and Cabo. Like true. You, that's when you burn. My thing was, is, like, I probably get too tired by 2.30 or 3. Oh, yeah. To work out. It's not It's not a full lift. It's even just like we're run, like, or we'll go on like a long beach walk. Got it. Or, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That makes, that makes so it's, it's not, sense. So it's not like a full lift. It's yeah, just yeah. kind of like reset, pull some of that routine back in, yeah. get a little sweat in, yep. shower, nap. Okay. Because for me, I was like, if I, I'm going to a couple Mai Tais in me, probably a whole bunch of food <laughs> and snacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not doing nothing. Uh, the rest of the day. Yeah, they're, de- they're definitely not quality workouts. Yeah. It's more it's more to have movement mm-hmm. than than to right. like sweat or burn calories sense. or, or that work sense. on strength. All right. All right. Yeah. I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> cool. And then so sorry, um, going into that. So you started working out with a group of friends and mm-hmm. with a group of friends. Yeah. Which which was which was really nice because in college the the rec centers at Wazoo and I think most colleges are this way. Um, the weight section is very male dominated, mm-hmm. and as someone that was just starting to lift, it was super intimidating to go yeah. into that weight section. And so it was kind of like solidarity sisters. We would right. go together, and we would we're all very similar stature. So like we put the plates on, we would spot each other when we're squatting, and you just as you're resting, the other person is going, yeah. so you're still getting that rest in, and you're not feeling like shit. I need to go as fast as possible, so I'm not like stealing this rack weight rack from someone else um 
And also there's that motivation of having someone there pushing you to do yeah. that eighth, ninth, and 10th rep, even if you're shaking like a leaf. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my first like really, I would say strength and conditioning style fitness that I got into, um, which is obviously what I kind of specialize in now. Um, and then group fitness. I did a couple cycle classes with friends. Um, I was so scared of cycle because everyone always used to say, oh, the first time you do cycle class, your butt hurts so badly, you literally can't sit down the next day. And that was all everyone ever talked about. And I'm like, why would I want to do that? That sounds sounds awful. Um, But then did cycle, really liked it. Um, And then came to this studio and did a shred class with Frank for a friend's birthday and immediately was like, this is it. This is where I want to work. This is the place. Um, But I was very much... uh, my workout time is for me in my own head and I do not like group fitness. Like I was very not against group fitness, but I was like, that's not for me. Yeah. I don't like it. That's not for me. I don't want to work out with a bunch of other people. I want to put my music in and do what I want to do when I want to do it. Now, I obviously I love group fitness. I take all the classes here. I, I still love going to the gym or working out by myself, but, um, that's more so when I'm, you know, a little angsty and I need to just, get out of my own head yeah that transition because i'm i was the same way mm-hmm. worked out by myself group fitness like, has ruined me oh my god solo group workout for sure uh but i would i usually had a workout partner too so like you said when we're resting they're working their mm-hmm. set vice versa and things like that um which is a really great way to do it yeah however <laughs> Like, you could be at LA Fitness, 24-Hour Fitness, whatever, Planet Fitness, for like two hours. Oh, yeah. It is nice to get a good workout in in 45 minutes yeah. and be like, okay, great, we're yeah, moving on with the rest okay, of my so, day. Yeah, like, I yeah. see the lure behind group fitness after I took my first group fitness class. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, my first group fitness class was a cycle class, too. Um, wow. So, okay, so Studio 3, you took a class mm-hmm. here with Frank. Shout mm-hmm. out to Frank. Um, I ask this question always because Mm -hmm. it's, it's either, or usually you either see yourself, the vision comes in and you're like, I can do that. Or it's like you get kind of roped into it. Like you love the classes and you just kind of take it over and over and over again. And Mm -hmm. then slowly like, well, why don't you just teach? (laughs) Oh yeah. Mine, mine's definitely the, the, the first one. Yeah. And I don't know if it was necessarily so much like I can do that as I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember because I started teaching strength here first. And then when Rachel started training me for shred, I was like, I can't do that. There are so many things to think about. Like there's, there's really isn't that much room for error when you first start. And if you do mess up, you got to play cool. Can't, yeah. can't, can't let them see you sweat, <laughs> even though you're in a hundred degree room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I knew that I wanted to teach people, mm. but I didn't think that group fitness was, was it. And I'd started to look into it a little bit more. I looked into like a couple of the other group fitness strength training gyms here. Um, and just, especially because it's not my main source of income. Like I still have a nine to five on the side for me. It was, it's never been about the money. Um, it was more so about what felt right and where I felt at home. And so that's what I was really looking for that I hadn't found anything else. So I took Frank's class and I remember sitting in the shred room, we're stretching and I look over at my friend Taylor 
you know, Taylor. And I was like, this is it. Like, epiphany. Like, this is the place and I will do whatever it takes to work here. When the vision is that clear. Yeah. You like, yeah. 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 And call it, you know, post-workout endorphins. Call it the good sweat from the infrared room. I don't even know. But I was like, but I was, it it was different. I was like, there's something here. Like, if I go home and I don't do this, like, I will always wonder. Mm. Um, so so for, what, it was, where did it go from there? Um, <laughs> uh, my friend Taylor went and told Frank after I left. She was like, this is my friend Allie. She really wants to work here. She's a certified trainer. Um, but she's nervous to reach out to you guys because she's only taken one class here. Uh, Frank reached out to me over the Blended app. And then I met with Rachel and we immediately... Of course. Hit it off. Yeah, fell in of love course. with each other. Of course. Um, how can you not love Rachel? And then... And how can you not love you? Thank you. I was I... like, uh, that was... That, that meeting was probably a match made in heaven. Oh my gosh, yes. Literally a match made in heaven. Um, and she was like, okay, we're, we're going to start training you next week. I was like, do you, do you want to see me work out? Do you want to... Like, do I need to audition? She's like, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> that's what she said no she was like I mean if you think you do but like if this is your first time teaching group fitness I don't expect you to automatically know what you're doing she's like you've got the personality mm-hmm. you've got the drive you clearly have a passion for it like that's the stuff you can't teach that is you can teach anyone how, like, how, to, how to program a class yeah. you can teach anyone how to work the lights and the sound system you can't teach someone to have passion for something True. True. um and she's like, and I can tell that you're not going to stop until you're the best you can be. And that's, that's what we want. Yeah. Someone here, like no one that's going to half-ass it. They're going to give it everything that they can every class. Yeah. Um, and I literally started like the next week. We're lucky to have you. I love it here. Um, wow. We're, we've covered so much I know. already. It I feels like this. it's been an hour, but also like it's been 15 minutes. Yeah, for real. Um, like I kind of want to dive in more, but I want also want to be respectful of your time. Um, let's go. It's a Sunday. I've got nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, in that sense, then let's just keep going. What, when you started training or I guess, let me rephrase it this way. What would your biggest piece of advice be for someone who's looking to start Hmm. just doing training or group fitness? Um, I mean, first I think getting certified Um, and I don't think not being certified is a reason not to start, but I do think that especially with social media and the internet, there are so, so, so many pieces of information out there. People telling you how to, how to gain muscle, what, what body movements work, what the proper form is. And I think a lot of it is, it comes from a good place, but it's misinformed. And I think getting that base like that foundational knowledge with like anatomy and kinesiology and how your body's supposed to move and how to protect your body um is a really great place to start because i think no matter what type of fitness you teach it's about moving your body and if you're not safely moving your body like you're, you're either helping your body or you're hurting it i guess and it's very easy to hurt your body unintentionally and i think i've seen a lot of people be not here, of course, but I've seen people be trained in a way that it's hurting their body and it leads to injuries like, you know, knee, knee pain, joint pain, um, back pain. And those things can so easily be fixed by proper form. But if, yeah, if you don't, yeah, but if you, if you don't have someone that's really knowledgeable about that, that you can trust to give you the proper form, not just like, oh, I want to be able to squat 150 pounds. 
well, if you do it, but you almost tear your meniscus in the process, it, it, like, is that really what's the most important thing? Right. Um, and for you, that really hits home because you have a knee issue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in general, my joints are uh, a, little, a little rickety, a little but rickety. I also do not, um, I do not recover as much as I should. I know that. And I also do not stretch as much as I should. Um, that's definitely a, I would say <laughs> what's, like, what's stretching? Yeah, really. Uh, what is stretching? <laughs> I would say, uh, I think that's like a short term goal of mine is just to like oh, start go. stretching more. I know I yeah. need to do it and I'm so bad at it and I feel it when I don't. And <laughs> well, I'm, uh, yeah. You're, you're, you're jumping the gun. I am. I'm sorry. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. All right. False start. We'll just, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh, I have a crazy false start story. Okay. So, okay. I was like, yeah, why not? We got time. It's my first, it's my first varsity track meet. It was, it was sophomore year and I'm running a 100. I didn't know two guns meant false start. Two shots. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So I'm lining up. I get in my blocks. The first gun hits. I'm bolting. <laughs> like, And I'm in front of everyone. Uh-huh. And in my head, I'm like, holy shit, I'm about to win this race. <laughs> How far did you get? I got probably 80 meters down. <laughs> and everyone in the stands, it was like Forrest Gump. Everyone in the stands was like, stop! And I look back and everyone else is back at the blocks. I'm like, what happened? It's like two guns means a fucking false start. I was like, oh my God. So You're like, wow, I really thought I was <laughs> yeah, onto something like, here. Oh my gosh. I was like, I'm so fast. <laughs> like, I don't even hear anyone behind me. This is insane. Nope, it's because everyone was 80 meters back on a 100-meter yard dash. Solo race. So then I had had to uh, come back and try to run again. Oh, and I bet you put so much energy into that first run. Oh, my God. Because I was like, yo, I am out here right now. Can't let up now. I I am out here. I don't see anyone in front of me. I don't even hear anyone behind me. I am doing it. Anyway. Yeah, that's my love false it. start story. <laughs> oh, that is that is good. Okay. That is good. Uh, quick hitters. Okay. Let's do it. Level one. Yeah. It's usually an either or. Okay. Uh, pizza or tacos? Uh, tacos. Damn. This one's getting like... It's becoming a blowout. Or a lot of people saying tacos. Yeah. I think there isn't a lot of really uh, good pizza in mm. Seattle, though. Mm, no, that's not. There's some good pizza, but there's also I a lot of really... I feel like it's easier to find good pizza than it is good tacos. Yeah, we have we have really good Mexican food, but I will say like a street taco, mm. like if you need to have like just really good meat and then some like onions and cilantro. <laughs> I always love how passionate people are. About I'm this. very <laughs> passionate about tacos. Like every time, every time. Yes, I th- uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite taco spot? Uh, El Camion. Good one. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the specifically the food truck one that's in the parking lot of the Home Depot. On like by and, Northgate. Yeah, it's yeah. like on Aurora, yeah, literally yeah. off. Of Phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, are you a dog or a cat person? Dog. Yeah. You have a dog. Yeah. Daisy. Daisy. Little rescue pup. She's she's an angel. So sweet. Uh, are you a texture or a collar? Um, I prefer calling, but it's more so like what the other person likes. I see. Like if someone is a texter. <laughs> like if pleaser. Like if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I texted Jean and I was like, hey, can I call you real fast? And she's like, sure. And I call her. I was like, sorry, do you hate talking on the phone? She's like, that's a very sweet of you to ask. 
Also, but, texting someone if I can call you. Very dangerous. <laughs> like, my, that's like when my dad's like, can like, I call you? Just call me. Like, I don't know. I didn't know her schedules when I first started working. <laughs> um, but no, I think I prefer calling because it's so much faster. And also, you can hear the inflection in people's voices. True. Like, it, less room for error. error. Yeah. Uh, but if someone hates talking on the phone, I'm not going to force them to. Because yeah. they're probably not going to enjoy the conversation. <laughs> um, it's so thoughtful of you. <laughs> Just uh, trying not to piss people off in this yeah. world. It's it's easy to do nowadays. Yeah, um, it is. Are you a beach or nature person? I feel like I know the answer to mm, this Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Like hanging out the beach for mm-hmm. eight hours and yeah. then go do a light workout. Yep. Read on the beach, take a nap. Do you have a favorite vacation spot? Um, I mean, Greece, yeah. I would say. Those are some of my best memories ever, and I'm always looking forward to going back. But it's what part of Greece do you go to usually? Um, we usually fly into Athens, where we have family, and then we go to Mykonos to party it up, and then Spetses, which is this like super tiny island um, that you have to take a little boat to. They don't, I don't even think they have an airport yet. Mm. Um, but it's like very, very small town. Everyone drives the little ATVs around. Cool. There's little Wi-Fi cafes. Um, it's just very like quaint small town. Yeah. Does everyone just walk around yelling "opa"? No. 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 <laughs> I didn't think so. No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, Not the Greeks, at least. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like me going be like "opa," I'd be like this fucking guy. Um, I, I I think I know the answer to this question. Okay. Would you rather explore the ocean or space? Space. Yeah, hundred percent. Space. Off of the conversation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, most people say space, but oh, they think about it. Yeah. Like, because the ocean, to your point, is vastly undiscovered. Yes, I think it's also like the ocean is vastly undiscovered, but it's very finite. Like, yeah. we know exactly where it ends. Where it ends. Yeah. Space, we don't, but I think that's so cool. Yeah. Like, True. there's so much But out also, there. there's a danger behind space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm going to go out, I want to go out looking at a, like a dying star, yeah. not, um, that's fair. you know, a shark. All right, level two. Yep. More than one word answers. What What would your superhero ability be? Oh, I've been thinking about this a lot. I watched a lot of Marvel movies mm. last week. Um, Ooh, which ones? Uh, I started. I start. I started going through. Oh, nice. Uh, the in Avengers. Order. Yeah, uh, in chronological order rather than movie order. I see. Yeah. Um, because you know, gotta gotta get that storyline in order. Yeah. Um, I would say not necessarily like reading minds, but I would love a superpower where like people can't lie to you. And that sounds so, I don't know if that sounds weird, but like, like, like truth man, truth woman. (laughs) We'll call you Veritas. Yes. That's a Greek goddess. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh my. I think it's a Veritas. Wow. Did we just come up with a superhero for you? There we go. Wow. Okay. So Marvel, get on it. Anytime anyone is in your presence they, they speak the truth yes they and, and not just me like they speak the truth i think the world would be so much better if people were just more honest Good. and stopped worrying so much about you know everything else and like yeah. trying to adjust their words for it good one uh favorite meal to have mm. anything my mom cooks oh i was like <laughs> i thought you're asking anything oh. yeah I mean, yes, anything, but like anything my mom cooks, she is, I know everyone thinks like their mom's food is the best, but I really do think my mom's food is the best. That's so sweet. Uh, Um, Any hidden talents that you have? 
Um, I actually asked my sister this because I didn't know what they were. Um, so I, if you like play me a song, I can go on the piano and I can figure out how to play it. Wow. You have that good of an ear. I have, I have a very good musical ear. Wow. Yeah. I played, I played piano growing up. I taught piano. Um, I taught myself guitar, not well, but I taught myself, um, I would say I kind of taught myself guitar and then obviously my advanced band days. Uh, so very, very musically that's right, inclined. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot the musical background yeah. was always there. Yeah. And then same thing with food. If I taste something, I can tell you all the ingredients that are in it. That is something I cannot absolutely. I've got do. a, I've got a good, good sense of taste. Everything fucking tastes the same to me. Oh my gosh. Like fine dining pasta, Chef Boyardee. If we did like a taste test, I'd be like, they both taste good. That, honestly. that drastic of a difference. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my like, gosh. I mean, Mo. I mean, I grew up on Chef Boyardee. Okay, well then like, you're gonna think my cupcakes are good no matter yeah, what. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need I need Veritas in the house. There you so go. So I can um, tell you the truth. Uh, do you have a favorite podcast or current show that you're obsessed with? Um, podcast. I listen to my favorite murder and crime junkie. Damn. Um, while I walk the dog, really keeps me uh, on my toes. <laughs> um, no, I I love. I, I think it's very interesting, but the way that they get more into like the psychology of the the killers and like the full story while still being very respectful of the the victims, mm-hmm. um, I just think it's it's very interesting. Yeah, and you're not alone. Yeah, it's I, I I do appreciate that um, murder has become more openly acceptable to like be interested in in the past few years you know yeah. not the act so of murder but more like so weirdo yeah they're not like oh that crazy girl over there that never shuts up and yeah. literally talks about murder all the time it's me have you seen only murders in the building not yet it's on my list it's good i really enjoyed it um mount rushmore musical artists oh gosh so this can be anything it can it's up to interpretation okay it can be like your favorite artist to listen to your like the who you think is the most influential? Yeah, I think because those are two very different yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Um, it can be whatever you want. I'll do. I'll do one of each. Okay. Influential, Freddie Mercury, mm, of good course. One. Good one. Of course, that man. That man knew how to work a crowd. That's for sure. Um, Dermot Kennedy. Wow. He, which is very different than Freddie Mercury. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. That dude, but like more so the like his songs bring out so much emotion in mm. me. I'm like. I haven't had a heartbreak in six or seven years of that. Here I am. Um, And then, oh my goodness. I know this is a tough question. It is tough. It's like when someone asks you your favorite movie and you forget every movie you've ever seen. Um, Honestly, I would say Vance Joy. Mm. If you listen to Vance Joy, he just, I I don't know. I have so many good memories with his music. It makes me so happy. And then... I can't think of a fourth. It's a three-person Mount Rushmore. Set, send me your mixtapes, listeners. Right. There's a spot open. <laughs> send me send me those demos and bring a chisel. <laughs> okay. Um, level three. We are moving on. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Sorry about the siren in the background. We live Ethan? In- <laughs> um, I would say... Oh, your best doesn't have to be the best. Mm. I think with sports, with everything, I there's a lot of stuff when I was a kid that I like probably didn't 
pursue because I tried it and I wasn't immediately good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, As if anyone just immediately is very good at like skiing or, you know, people have to practice things. But as a kid, there were things that I was really good at right away. And so I figured, okay, like I'm naturally good at that. So that's my thing. I didn't realize that other people may have started where I started, but they they got better. And I think now I understand that and I, I strive to get better, but yeah, I didn't realize that as a kid that like if you, the dichotomy if, versus like of skill and talent. Yes, and like if you give your best, even with besides sports, anything. I mean, relationships, friendships, hobbies. If you give your best and you truly know you gave it everything you had, then no matter what the outcome is, you should be proud of it because you gave it your best at True. the time. You you learn more, you practice, and your your best gets better. It gets more like the best, but. Um, I think there's a lot of things I probably would have pursued a little bit longer if I had understood that not being the best at something or being as good as everyone else mm. um, was okay. Right. And that wasn't shouldn't have been like a deterrent. What are some of those things? Uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't make that first tryout though. Yeah. Um, even I mean, even not playing collegiate sports like for volleyball or track. It's, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I would have played in college but I hurt my shoulder like yeah. no I just genuinely wasn't good enough yeah, just, yeah. and that's okay but I was like oh well I'm not good enough and all these people are really good so I'm not going to put the effort into trying right and I'm super happy with the college experience that I had like all of my best no friends regrets, my fiance right. like no regrets I'm so happy and it led me to where I am now but um like if we're being honest the main reason I didn't do pursue sports even that senior year of college is because I was like well I'm not good enough to be the best on the team right so why would I spend my time on it? Right. Which is, I mean, it's also a very like young thing yeah. to think, but yeah, I would. And old. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Um, in fact, the older you get and like, like things just cement. In. Yeah. Well, it's also, I think there aren't a lot of like adult beginners classes. Right. True. So. True. True. Maybe that's um, what we need. Yeah. Good call. Um, what are some short term and long term goals you have? I know we kind of talked about that. Um, Oh, what did I say that short-term goal was? Stretch. Stretching, yeah. <laughs> I would love to be able to do the splits, but just in general, I would love to be able to touch my toes. So I think that's like short or long-term, depending <laughs> yes. on... Could be both short and long-term, depending on how long that takes me. Um, and then, Doing the splits is a good goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it, what, side split, front split, I, I don't, say, I don't care. But honestly, I think just to be able to do it and not feel like I'm literally going to break. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to do that dance move, you know? Where you like shoot down into the splits and then slide back. Yes, up. Like, so yeah. cool. I think I would just like snap my body in yeah, half. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, long term goal. Honestly, I would love, 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 love to quit my corporate job and work in fitness full time. Mm. That's like that's always a goal that's kind of at the back of my mind. But I think I'm not financially at a point in my life where I can yeah. make that jump. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever be at a point where I can like confidently make that jump and it might just be something I have to bite the bullet and do. Right. But I, when I think about what I want my life to look like in five, 10 years, like I, I would rather be in fitness full time right. than, and maybe than sitting at a, a desk. And a little less money. Yeah. 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 So I think f- figuring out how I can do that and still have the lifestyle that I want, True. have the, like the savings that I want. Um, if Ethan and I decide to have kids, how, you know, we can financially support them, like all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like a long-term goal of mine. It's a good long-term goal. Yeah. 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 But definitely doubt short-term. <laughs> um, 
this is a new one that you don't know. Okay. If you could start a charity, what would it be for? Oh. I think, well, charity. Or like, you know. Like, like a, a cause. Yeah, or like a organization or, yeah. Um, I Some think sort of something, something that helps people with, um, Asperger's or I'm, I think Asperger's isn't the right term anymore, like high functioning autism, mm-hmm. Down syndrome people with disabilities to better like work in society. I think that there's this huge gap of mm-hmm. like people are in the workforce and then you have the people that, um, are very, very dependent on their family members to support them. And then you hear these terms that I, I'm sure people mean them to be kind, but to say like, oh, they're very high functioning. Well, right. that's, it, it's not really, I, I think it's kind of like takes away from a person's power and telling them like, oh, well, you're very high functioning for your abilities. Right. I think in general, I would love to like bring more awareness to the fact that people with disabilities, regardless of what they are, are just as capable of doing really well in their lives mm-hmm. w- without without being seen as disabled. And right. I think, so I don't know if that's necessarily like a charity, but I think it isn't talked about as often as, that's a good, as some that's other a things. Good one. That's a really um, good one, yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, and it's kind of that whole thing of like knowing your power, like the way you talk about yourself, the way you talk about others, it... it right it impacts the rest of the world. And I think kind of bridging that gap a little bit and letting people know, like, it's not, it's like, oh, you, you're really good at sports for a girl. Oh, you're really good at this for someone that's disabled. Like that's, that's not the best way to think about it. In my opinion, like you are really great at this. Yeah. You excel in that regardless of what else, like you are great at this, not despite everything else, in spite of everything else. Yeah. It's like, no, just you're good at it. Right. And I, I don't know. So I don't know if that's necessarily a charity, but like a foundation that yeah. that helps people I think that would totally like work. build those skills and, and bridge that that gap a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's one thing you would change in the fitness industry? Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, just one for now. Just one for now. <laughs> um, I think. Quick, no, it. no, it's not quick. <laughs> um, I think the fitness industry still sees women's bodies as a trend. Mm. Um, so, for example. Like in the 90s, you had like the Kate Moss, heroin chic, Mm. thin is in. Um, And then in the early 2000s, it was very, very thin, but huge boobs. And you saw a huge uptick in plastic surgery and like breast augmentations. Um, But then women were still like barely eating anything because you, you know, you needed to look like Giselle Bundage from the front, but then JLo from the back. Mm. And that's what the fitness industry and society really told us was beautiful at the time. Um, Then you get into the 2010s and it's the Kim Kardashian um and like thin ass or thin waist fat ass Mm -hmm. um big boobs perfect skin like not an inch of cellulite and now the fitness industry is promoting and society is promoting like strong as sexy that's great i love the fact that women aren't afraid as afraid to lift weights anymore but at the same time like we're still telling women this is what's sexy. This is how your body should look in order for you to be sexy. And I think the fitness industry really does push that agenda a bit. True. And I think the the body positivity and body neutrality movement are are definitely doing some work to combat that and saying like, no, 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 you are worthy of love and feeling sexy and feeling beautiful and prideful of your body, no matter how you look. 
But I think the fitness industry right now is pushing like, think of every single fitness influencer on Instagram. What are they doing? Posting videos of them working out. Here's how to grow your glutes. Here's how to cinch in your waist. Here's how to get long lean calves. Here's how to get skinny Mm. arms. Like if you want to get an hourglass body figure, then you need to work out your back more because that will, you know, perspective will make your waist look smaller. So Mm. even though, yeah, it's great that we're lifting weights. We're still telling women. It's a, yeah, it's we're, imperfect. Yeah, we're still telling women this solution. is how this is what sexy is, and it's like great. Okay, what's going to happen in twenty thirty? Right. What if it goes back to the heroin chic, or it goes back to the eighties or the seventies? Like yeah, it's not fashion. Yeah, it's not like, fashion. Yeah. It's it's not hairdos. It's not makeup trends. But that that's kind of how it's both both society and the fitness industry have treated women's mm. bodies over the past mm. uh, 40, 50 years yeah. since like women started working out. True. Wow. So I don't know. I think I would, Good one. yeah, I would definitely change that. I don't know how to change that. Um, I definitely don't have the answer, but yeah, I, you know, I think just to, just talking about it would, would is big, you know, yeah. cause that's just a perspective that I don't think a lot of people don't even know that it's out there. Yeah. Like I, I tell people, don't be afraid to lift weights. Like you're not yeah. going to get bulky. You have to try very hard to get bulky, yeah. but at the same time, like I don't lift weights to look a certain way my my goal is not really aesthetic focused for me it's very much like strength mm-hmm. in terms of like i want to be fiercely independent and i want to i want i want to feel strong yeah. yeah i want to know that i mean on the easiest end of the spectrum i can open a jar of pickles if i want right. and i don't need help <laughs> but then on the, on the more real end of the spectrum like i can defend myself i'm right. like i'm strong i'm independent um and part of that means you got to be able to move your body mm-hmm. um and then the other half of it is like, I want to live a really long, long life and fitness is about longevity. True. And like, there's, there's all these quotes that say like, when you look back on your life, are you going to remember when you had abs in your twenties? Are you going to remember the memories that you made with people? Yes. 100% true. Like I agree with that. However, I want to be healthy so that when I look back on my life, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm 99. I'm not 62. Mm. Like I want to live a long life and I want to be able to do stuff. And part of that, you know, that's why I think being stretching more and being more flexible is important to me. Like I want to move my body. I want to look back on my life and be like, I got to go do things. Like you can't skydive at 70. If you can, if you can't support your own weight when your feet touch the ground without snapping your knees. Um, so I just wish the fitness industry geared more towards like health for the sake of longevity and keeping li- living along an active life yeah. not an aesthetic right body type right yeah that's fair yeah um good good answer thanks uh what's your why like what when your alarm goes off at 4 mm. 30 a.m what pulls you out of bed um i think it's it's that longevity i mean there's so many reasons that i i think also well it's different for the audience. Like my why for why I train other people is I think we're so much stronger than our minds want to give us credit for. And sometimes you just need someone to remind you of that. So I, I love being able to like help people when I train them and seeing them improve. You know, when I'm standing at the front right. of the room or off to the side, I can see if your form's improving or that, you know, the sure. person's doing rope swings and they're doing them for 30 seconds and they're not even tired versus before they can only do it for, you know, 10 seconds at a time. Right. I recognize those changes. And I think for me, the why is like, I know how good it felt when I started recognizing mm. those things in my own fitness journey. 
And I also know how afraid I was to fail when I first started. And I was so self-conscious and constantly comparing myself to the people next to me in the gym. And so the why for training is like, I want people to realize how powerful they are, mm. whether, and not just like actually pushing the weight, but having that, that discipline to, right. to get up and put yourself out there and get better day by day. Like mm. it's an inch at a time. You're not, you're not suddenly jumping a mile and you're, and you're done. True. Um, but then the why for myself is, is really just that longevity. I want to yeah. look back on my life and be so proud and happy of everything that I did. And I want to be around for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, that's, Fuck, yeah. that's it. Here's to live until 130. Yeah. Make them thriving. Yeah. Not just live. Thriving. Yeah. Uh, all right. The last couple things. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you like to hear on the Off the Weightless podcast? Um, you have to help me try to get them. Kyle Anderson. There we go. I would love to see. Kyle, <laughs> if you're listening, I would love to see you talk about yourself for an hour. Kyle. Kyle, start writing bullet points. Uh, no, the, <laughs> other, the other person, I think, uh, Lexi. Um, yep. she, oh, yeah, um, she was the, f- the first time I did like true group fitness was at orange theory and she taught and then oh. she, and she went to berries. Yep. Um, and I did a couple of her berries classes and I think she's one of those people that has always been very authentic mm-hmm. and then now she's a new mom. And so she's balancing like being such a big figure in the fitness industry, but then having a, a kid and, and understanding like you're not just a mom. Right. You're not just a new mom and you can also be like your own person and you can still be a part of the fitness industry and you can still be a part mm-hmm. of a family. And just, I would love to hear from her how that's kind of changed her outlook on fitness mm-hmm. and how she, how she fits it all in. Cause like, I don't, I don't have kids. Right. I have a dog and that is it. And I'm not even going to pretend that that's the same thing. Like right. it's not hard for me to, to find time to work out. True. I mean, I'm busy, but like. I, I can do a 45 minute workout. Yeah. It's I'm not I'm not working two jobs, taking care of a kid, taking care of a dog, taking care of a giant home, raking leaves, putting up Christmas lights like Yeah. It, it's it's so easy for people that have a lot of time and I think bringing in the perspective of someone that's like this was such an important part of my life and now I have so many other responsibilities and this is how I'm Right. making it all happen basically. Right. Because I always say this but the people who like I always get messages, and I'm sure you do too, of you're so motivating, you're so inspiring, things like this. Yeah. For me, it's easy for me, to your point. It's easy for me. This is what I do. I'm I'm in a gym constantly. I'm around a gym fitness constantly. Yeah. So... And it's a big part of our identity too. It should just be... It should... It's easier for me. I don't have kids, a family, a nine-to-five job, uh... You know, I don't have those things to balance out along with a social life. Yeah. You know, so for someone... And like, we have our health. We live close to yeah. the gym. Like, there there are so many obstacles that we don't have to overcome to even get our asses into the True. room in the first place. True. That's what inspires me is that person who has two kids, three kids, full-time job, balancing social life. 100%. That, that still come into the gym and, and still get bust in. their ass. Yeah, and yeah. still bust their ass. I think that's yeah. way more I inspiring. Think, exactly. And I think I would love to see more of those those voices yeah. in the fitness industry. Like, how is fitness still important to people's lives when, when their lives evolve? Yeah. Lexi, uh, <laughs> uh, quick story about Lexi, if you're listening to this. Shout out to Lexi. Um, I'll never forget 
the first time I met Lexi, she had just moved from Arizona. She wa- I was working at Orange Theory at the time, and mm-hmm. she walks in, and she's like, hi, she's so sweet. She's like, hi, is there any, like, openings? I, like, I want to, I'll do anything, work front mm-hmm. desk, teach, whatever you guys need. I'm new here, and, I mean, obviously, she's super sweet. And uh, I was like, I don't know if we are, but we need you. Yeah. Like, we we need you. Give me your resume, fill out this application, uh, and then, lo and behold, there she is at yeah. Orange. Like, I don't believe in auras, yeah. but... But vibes, which are pretty much the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, you you just know when you meet someone and yeah, you're yeah. like, I just, it's, it's you, people call it, you know, auras, vibes, yeah. gut instinct, intuition, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Like, you can just tell when you find good people. Right. And a lot of times people also have the radar to be like, ooh, you're a walking red flag. I don't even know you, but you're a <laughs> r- big old red yeah. flag. Yeah. Um, I'm just, yeah. When you, find, when you meet those people that are just like, oh, they're so nice and they're so kind and you're like, I don't even know you, but I really, really like you and True. I want to get to know you. True. Those that's, are my favorite kinds of people. That's how I was with Lexi. Yeah. Um, sweet. Wow. This is, we've gone way over. Oh, yikes. But that's okay. Uh, mainly for you. I'm fine, but mainly for oh, you. I just want to be respectful of your time. Oh, yeah. Um, in closing, I always do this. Let the people know where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Uh, all that good stuff. I don't call it self-promotion because I'm forcing you to do it. So take it away. Okay. Uh, let's see. My Instagram, Ali Stakos Fit. Um, I think my name will be on the uh, podcast name. So just yep. that and then fit at the end. Um, I would say my Instagram DMs are the best way to to get a hold of me um, for you know investments and not not financial investments. Like, like, uh, like no, like, like personal, no, like personal training packages, stuff like that. And then, um, I teach at studio three, five days a week, six to seven classes a week. Um, and even when I'm not teaching you, I will always be here because literally you can't get rid of me. It's true. Um, always here, just hanging out, making toast, petting dogs, you know, <laughs> the good stuff. Um, so yeah, that's where I teach. Um, I'm, an open book and I'm very friendly. So if you ever reach out, if you ever reach out, I guarantee you I'll respond unless, unless you're a walking red flag. Yeah. Sounds sounds like you're trying to lure people in. I'm I'm friendly. I promise. Oh my goodness. Well, thanks for taking the time I'm so friendly. It's a bit scary. (laughs) She is though. You can take, you can take my word for it. Thanks mom. Um, Thanks Ali so much for doing this. This is a lot of fun. Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you again. We'll probably do this again at some point. Okay. Just like a catch up. Uh, yeah, great. Awesome. Love it. Thank we'll you. see you tomorrow morning to work out. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Bye.